Hi guys, welcome to the Zoom Disputed Podcast. My name is Lady Jones, and today I'm here to talk to you all about the Premier League. So this episode really is going to be focused on NFL teams, surprisingly. I want to create a guide for you guys on what Premier League teams you should root for based off of your favorite NFL teams. The Premier League started a month late this year thanks to COVID, so we just completed match week four. So there's still a ton of time to get into the season to see who your favorite uh, teams are and your favorite players. So the first team I have on my list is Chelsea, my favorite soccer team of all time, and surprisingly, my favorite NFL team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I didn't bear these because they were my favorite, but really because these clubs have seen amazing success over the years. The Steelers are currently tied for the most Super Bowl wins. Only Man U has been more successful than Chelsea since the league was rebranded to the Premier League in 1992. But both teams have seen little of the success over the past couple of years since losing some of their key players. With Chelsea, they lost Lampard, Drogba, Mata, Czech. The list can go on and on here. But for Steelers, they lost Palomalo, Miller, debatably Antonio Brown, depending on who you're asking. And honestly, in my opinion, Roethlisberger, he hasn't been what he used to be. I personally think he should retire and kind of close this chapter. But these teams do seem to be back on the rise thanks to young talent. With the Steelers, you have Juju. And with Chelsea, you not only have Christian Pulisic, the American player, but you have a lot of academy players. Last season, Chelsea was handed a transfer ban, and they really had to look inward as a club and use the academy players, use the players on loan. So you have players now like Mason Mount, Hudson Adoy, Tammy Abraham, who are between the ages of 18 and 23, playing big roles for a club. So the next team we have is the infamous New England Patriots and Manchester City. When you think of the main thing that describes them over the past decade, that is domination. Man City ended this decade having lifted more domestic silverware than any other English club. And we know the stats for the Patriots. They've won 11 consecutive division titles, eight straight AFC championship games, and won three out of their five Super Bowls that they appeared in. Both teams are led by coaches who are considered to be the best in the world. They're masterminds. They're able to see the field or the pitch in soccer in ways that no other coach seems seems to. So you have Pep Guardiola, who used to coach Barcelona and Bayern Munich, and then you have Bill Belichick for the Patriots. Another similarity is that they have both lost key players this spring and summer. You have David Silva, who's been at Man City since 2010. He's often considered to be not only the best Man City player, but also the greatest Premier League midfielder of his generation. And that's with the likes of Lampard, Gerrard, and several more. He recently left for La Liga, and it's really sad not having him in the Premier League still. And then for the Patriots, you have Tom Brady, who ended his 20 years by going to Tampa. So next, we have Everton and the Houston Texans. Now, both clubs are on the rise thanks to young stars like Deshaun Watson, for Texans, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin for Everton. And also new veteran signings. The Texans have David Johnson, and Everton has James Rodriguez. 
neither of these clubs, though, can seem to be their neighboring rivals. You have the Dallas Cowboys and you have Liverpool. That's important to note that Everton and Liverpool have a huge derby. It's one of the most recognizable derbies right behind the Manchester one. And it's called Merseyside. It's a huge deal in English um, soccer. And hopefully we'll talk about it soon on another podcast. But Everton this year is doing fantastic. They have Carlo Ancelotti, who used to coach Chelsea. They have James Rodriguez, who came back from Real Madrid. They're utilizing players in a way they've never utilized them before and are truly dominating games they would have never dominated. If they continue to play like this, they're totally in contention to win the title. And it's really exciting them be the team that for a lot of people, they knew they could be. So the next one, you love them, you hate them. You have Manchester United and the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams are huge global brands and honestly the most recognizable teams in their countries. They've had huge historical success. They're really struggling to see that same success now. Quite frankly, these teams are dysfunctional now. They are losing games they, they should never even lose. On Sunday, man, you lost to Tottenham 6-1. to one. Like, it's mind-blowing. And we look at the games that Dallas is playing, they're not doing much better. Yeah, the scores are closer in terms of football and soccer, but they shouldn't be losing them the way that Dak Prescott is playing. These clubs also tend to spend a lot of money. Since 2011, Man U has spent a total of 866.20 million pounds. Another similarity is their coaches are struggling. Man U is being led by Ole Gunnar, and I cannot say his last name, and I will not even try. <laughs> and then for the Cowboys, you have Mike McCarthy. And the last kind of similarity between them, and this is a big one, is that these teams are hated. Manchester United are not one of the most, not only one of the most hated teams in the league, but their fans are hated too. Their fans are arrogant because they know they've won so much. And that also might be because I'm a huge Chelsea fan and they're typically rivals and I might be letting that get the best of me. But the next team is Arsenal and the New Orleans Saints. And I thought this was a great pairing due to the fact that both teams are really attacking focus but they've been plagued by defensive problems. If you look at Arsenal, they've really struggled over the past five to six years because they can't find a good center back. And for soccer, that's a huge deal. Center backs not only dictate play, how you play out of the back and kind of play up the field, but they're the ones who are often the captain. At least for my team, we use defenders as our captains, but also, they provide amazing leadership. And they haven't been able to find that. David Luiz is not cutting it. But then you look at the Saints, and they are, their defense is consistently ranked one of the worst in the league. But as I said before, they rely heavily on their offense, thanks to players like Aubameyang and Lacazette for Arsenal. And we have Breeze and Michael Thomas for the Saints. But a note on Arsenal is they are really trying to focus on their defensive problems. You have the relatively new manager who came in last season, Michael Arteta, who previously worked with Pep Guardiola, who I mentioned earlier, and he's really trying to work on those problems. And he's brought people like Tyranny and Gabrielle, and so far they've been doing really good. 
They recently played Liverpool. While the game did not go in Arsenal's favor, they were able to shut down one of the best offenses in the Premier League right now with players like Mo Salah, Firmino, Mane, and more. So it'll be interesting to see at the end of the season kind of where Arsenal's defense lines up. The next, you have two teams who know how to beat the odds. You have Leicester and the Philadelphia Eagles. These teams are known for being the underdogs. Leicester won the 2015-2016 Premier League with 5,000-2-1 odds. The Miracle on Ice with a 1,000-2-1. It blows my mind that they were even able to do that considering how hard it is to win the Premier League and usually the top four teams kind of win it over and over. But then you look at the, like the Philly Eagles. While the odds of the Eagles weren't as high, they did pull off one of the greatest Super Bowl upsets since 2007. The next team, you have Liverpool and the Green Bay Packers. Both teams have some of the most passionate fans in their sports. Also, they have some of the most recognizable stadiums. With Liverpool, you have Anfield, and the Packers, you have Lambeau. But I think what's important to note that both teams should have more success than they've had in the past, especially with the players and the talent they have. But Liverpool is finally achieving the success. They recently won the Champions League. They won the Premier League um, this past season. And the season before that, they came in second, and it was really close. So Liverpool is seeing that success, but you have to compare them to the Green Bay Packers in this sense. So next, you have Tottenham and the LA Rams. Both clubs are up and coming. They have good uh, talent. On Tottenham, you have Son, Harry Kane, and they recently brought back their club legend, Gareth Bale from Real Madrid. But these clubs are really known for getting really far in their seasons and their tournaments and always falling short. I mentioned Leicester's win. They just barely beat Tottenham for that. Tottenham also just recently lost the Champions League to Liverpool. They're always so close, yet so far. The last team we're kind of going to do a deep dive in is Crystal Palace and the Seahawks. Well, I don't think they're really similar in terms of where they line up in their leagues. It's important to note the Seahawks have their 12th man, and Crystal Palace has Selhurst Park. And Selhurst Park is one of the most intimidating stadiums to play at. The atmosphere within it is often considered to be one of the best in the entire league, thanks to their fans. And it's oftentimes that my favorite team <laughs> is destroyed there. It's so hard to play at. It's a cool stadium. So now we have our honorable mentions. And there's kind of four teams I'd like to mention. The first is Burnley and Newcastle, and they're the Buffalo Bills. They know how to pull off the upset. They're hard teams to beat, so we went with that. You have Wolves and Baltimore Ravens. Wolves has been great offensively with Jimenez. We know the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. They also both have great defense. Wolves has Saez and stuff like that. And so there's no way you compare any other team than those two. For West Ham, you have Chicago Bears. Both play in big cities. West Ham's London. Chicago Bears. Chicago. <laughs> they have huge stadiums. They have recognizable players, but they don't do well. Flat out, West Ham should always do better than they do. They have Antonio. They have Declan Rice. 
it should be higher up in the league most often. And the last one I want to mention is the fourth NFL team, and that's the Arizona Cardinals, and we have Braden. Braden has been super exciting this year. They have young talent. They have Lamptey, who Chelsea gave away, which I'm still mad about that. But it's an exciting year for both teams. Brighton should be doing really well. And it'll be interesting to see where they end up. So I hope you guys kind of liked my team selections. You see the similarities. Hopefully the next time you watch a Premier League game, they're on NBC Sports. They're on Peacock. They're sometimes on NBC, depending on how big the game is. Take, like, watch. See if my comparisons are right. And I hope you guys have a good day.